Hello and welcome to another episode of Fountain City Sports Media. It's a podcast made for Kansas City fans. Wait, no, shoot. That's I wrong. screwed it up. It's been two weeks and I'm rusty. <laughs> we only we only we only took one week Wait, off, on. dude. Let me, let me try this again. Let me try this again. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this all in, by the way. Keep going. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fountain City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we're back! It was a long two-week stretch. I felt, you know, semi-soulless. I didn't have the hearts and the love of all of our Fountain City Sports Media listeners. And I also didn't have the hearts and love of Armando Contreras. So I'm happy to be back here, Armando. How have you been, man? Yeah, I, I've also missed you too, Reese. And shout out to your meme that you put online. I was actually getting a lot of feedback from your meme. I had one friend was like, dude, did you make that meme? And I was like, no, Reese did. I was like, Reese knows his memes. For our Kansas City fans out there, why don't you head over to Facebook or Instagram and you can see the meme that Reese made telling people that we weren't going to have a uh, an episode last week. But yeah, man, it feels it feels weird not doing an episode. I mean, because we've been, we, we've been doing an episode every week for like, a year plus now almost um yes so yeah it definitely like one week does feel like three weeks that i haven't talked to you or seen you so yeah man excited to be back we got a, a great episode today an action-packed episode if i can be cliche and i'm ready to roll this episode is so action-packed that i had to revert to getting myself one of those mega stonky tall oh boys like the 20 ounce tall boys a firestone <laughs> walker union jack ipa this episode is so packed i i can't contain it oh, oh my gosh oh goodness you're, you're ridiculous no, oh, I'm so excited. The gang's all here tonight. Uh, Should I Mondo. also do an IPA before my beer review? I mean, I'm not reviewing a beer tonight. Spoiler alert. So, I mean, this is up to you. Eh, screw it. I'm going to get one. Okay, why don't you do your social media shout outs and I'm going to go grab a beer. <laughs> well, first off, this crispy and malt forward IPA makes me think back to better times in my life when I was young and I was naive. Times when I was spending hours on hours of every day on social media. Now, where can you find Fountain City Sports Media online at social media? That's a great question. You can find us on Instagram at Fountain City SM. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Interact with us. You can find us on Facebook at Fountain City SM. Again, give us a like. Give us a follow. Interact with us. If you like dank memes, memes even danker than this IPA, then now is the time to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Fountain City SM. We also have a Twitter at Fountain City SM, but we hardly ever touch that because Twitter is toxic. But yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of social media outlets. And Armando is now joining with, uh, what is that delicious bad boy? I'm, uh, before I have, and the spoiler alert, well, I won't spoil the, the beer I'm going to review, but the beer I'm going to review is super boozy, and I'm about to have a Juicy Bits from Weldworks, the OG oh. beer. It's a IPA, but it's a, I think it's 7%, so yeah, I'm going to have a fun time on the pod. Hopefully we talk about all the good stuff before the beer review, because I might not be uh, very good help after the beer review, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck's Rip Van Winkle IPA? <laughs> uh, going back to social media, Reese, I think we should get a uh, TikTok account. Ooh. Because, if like... I have a... 
everyone is on it now. Like it, TikTok is past the point where it's niche. TikTok is is uh, going to be crowned the new Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Very very everyone, soon. Everyone is on TikTok, but I've just been told even since it's not like the OG China version. You know, like it's the who right. owns it now over in America. I've heard it is still an incredibly dangerous app to use in regards to phone security. <laughs> so, I mean, that ship's probably already sailed for me, you know. I mean, with how much I use my phone and computer, everyone's probably got like my I canceled will, credit I card number. I will sacrifice my phone security for likes on TikTok for this podcast. So, yeah, I think, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. I think we're going to get a TikTok soon. TikTok beer reviews, man. Just doing quick sixty second. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like honestly, and... we. Oh, yeah, well, screw. It. Let's just talk about it here. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we can do. You know, the beer reviews. We can do um, podcast outlines. We can do quick reactions to like Royals games, Chiefs games. I think it could be pretty lucrative for us. So stay tuned, Kansas City fans. I don't think any of our like fan contingent, other than my wife, is on TikTok anyway. But hey, we can get a couple new viewers. It might be worth it. We'll, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Uh, <laughs> what else are we looking social, into, Reese? Well, speaking of social media, I want to throw this out there. I promised you guys in my dank meme that we had an announcement to share this week. And by the time that you listen to this episode, you will have already noticed it, hopefully. We want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for making this possible because we now have brand new logos and graphic design elements courtesy of Yup Yup Design in Kansas City. And this was all made possible through the love of our Patreon supporters. We honestly couldn't have done it without you. That was our so far only thing we spent that sweet, sweet Patreon subscription money on. And we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. Yes, by by the time this episode comes out, you all will see the logo on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere where you, where you follow us, and you will not be disappointed. It is so cool. Shout out to Yup Yup for you know being one of the the best in the game in Kansas City. I mean, we're so lucky to have them and and to have them do our logo. So stay tuned. It it's fire. It it's more fire than my hot takes, or it's more fire than me making fun of Kyle on a regular basis. So looking ah, forward yeah. to it, everybody. If you guys like the new graphic design, uh, which I know you do, give us a like and give us a comment on these bad boys, just letting us know how much you appreciate Yup Yup, because we can tell you we appreciate Yup Yup, and we also appreciate you. Oh, now, I want to say one quick thing, Reese. Um, I also, we haven't shouted out Apple Podcasts. If you guys listen to Apple Podcasts through us, do the commenting on Apple Podcasts or review us on Apple Podcasts. Do that five-star review if you think we're worthy of it. And then also do a comment. I know that's a pretty big deal in the podcast game. So if you do that, I will read your comments on the next episode live, even if they're awful. I'm looking at you, Andrew, a.k.a. Uncle Drew, a.k.a aka my brother go ahead write whatever you want i'm gonna read on the pod heck yes interact and we shall interact back as mentioned this is going to be a bigger stonkier more uncut podcast going forward since we got so many things crammed in here uh we have the entire special guest gang here today 
I'm actually recording from the... Uh, I have been released from the shadow realm of my closet once again, and I'm recording in the actual studio apartment proper, which I can't show you right now, Armando, but I have like a real podcast setting going on here. I have a actual like 32-inch computer monitor behind me so I can dual wield this stuff. I got you on my screen, and I got all of our like audio and all of our outlines and stuff on the other screen i can stat search i got my boom arm coming off the desk i feel like joe rogan right now Whoa, I feel big time. that's pretty bold because he is a multi-millionaire which we will eventually be reese we'll speak no. it into existence we're the next joe rogan podcast without all the controversy I think we'll roll Joe Rogan into Fountain City Sports Media as our combat sports correspondent. <laughs> and Reese, you just gave me that like stonky setup while I just like opened another tab to see how the Nets Bucks series was and my like computer mm. almost died. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to get to that point. Anyway, continue. And we, we, we even got a, a producer in studio this evening. My wonderful wife, uh, wonderful wife, Noelle, is kicking it across the room so yeah shout uh, out noel og og listener (laughs) she she is the og listener guys yeah so anyway armando any other things going on in your life you want to chat about before we dive right in no man i just got back from la it was a it was a really great time um it's actually hotter here in colorado springs it feels like but here for a couple weeks and then i go to new york and i'll be in new york for a couple months um, so hopefully I can get some breweries on from New York. I know we're we're by a few of them where I'm going to be. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. Hopefully we can do some stuff there. But yeah, man, I'm really excited to be out in New York. I'll be in Cooperstown. I don't know if the Baseball Hall of Fame is going to be open, but... Or wait. Yeah, yeah, baseball. Sorry. Yeah. I was like Canton, but Canton's NFL. So yeah, I can't wait to do all the, the gimmicky Cooperstown stuff. Oh, dude, you, you got to promise me if you do go into Cooperstown proper, like you go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm oh, not just, totally. Oh, no, no, of course. I mean, it is fantastic. Like, I've been to the Smithsonian Museums and all those things. Dude, I mean, the Baseball Hall of Fame is literally Baseball Smithsonian. It's incredible. Dude, incredible. What, if, what if I got someone from the Baseball Hall of Fame to be on the pod, dude? Yes. Yes. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Dude, Why have you not already contacted pod them? from the baseball hall of fame dude speaking it into existence hey, oh you know uh, what you may, oh sorry go ahead and then i'm gonna you, you may be able to tell from our big time logo but you know we're kind of a big deal <laughs> take all of our money all of our donations here you go hot take mondo we just become like the handsome squidward of podcasts it's like hey uh you might you might see these cheekbones it's kind of a big deal all right, so why don't we just keep big stonking this podcast? I think you were trying to feed me the next topic, but I really wasn't paying attention. I was like, yeah, I can talk about L.A., but I'll also talk about the next thing we want to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, you may recall Reese has brought up a, on a couple occasions a brewery from Golden, Colorado called Holiday Brewing, uh, which is a gluten-free brewery. And Reese has had the IPA, and I think Noel had another one. Um, so what came up at my local, uh, not liquor store this time, I was actually at this new bar that just opened that is only, uh, local beers. And one of them was the Holiday uh, golden ale. So I told my wife, I was like, Oh, you have to try that because Noel and Reese loved, um, this style of beer. I was like, why don't we just try it? Oh, see yeah. how it, see, see how it goes. So Logan tried it first and she was like, Oh yeah, this is legit. And I was like, really? And I took a sip 
dude the hype is real that right beer was solid you could not tell at all that it was gluten-free yeah. like maybe a little bit on that aftertaste just like you had said with the ipa but i mean that was that's splitting hairs that was a fantastic beer Dude, gluten-free technology has come a long way in the last five years, which is fantastic because, you know, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it's not butter. It's like, shut up, nerd. You can tell that's butter. But, like, some of the things my wife makes now in the kitchen, and I'm not just saying this, like, legitimately, I like the consistency of these things more than if someone went to the store and got unbleached flour. <laughs> I mean, I, Real talk. I, I, I definitely would, I, yeah, I would agree with you there technology in the food industry is killing it and doing really well i don't know if you ever had the impossible burger not related to gluten-free but impossible burger is really good as well i mean it's it's pretty wild yeah I, we, we got an impossible sandwich at starbucks that's the thing oh yeah that's it's right real. yeah <laughs> but anyway <laughs> reese uh you know what i love that beer so much you love that beer so much we have to figure out a way to get someone from holiday on the podcast and Absolutely. I th- and I think that should start right now, live on this podcast, Reese. Let's Instagram message Holidayly and let's just <laughs> organically write the email and send it. And everyone on the podcast is going to listen to our email formation. <laughs> All right, is this going to be like a Mad Lib or like one of those improv <laughs> games where it's like one word each, back and forth? Welcome to Taj Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite NBA player is Kevin Durant because he is the GOAT. <laughs> All right, man. I I have Holidayly right now on my on my DMs. Here we go. Should I say dear Holidayly? Yes. Absolutely. Or should I just say hey guy? I should just say we should keep it casual. Hey guys. Dear masters of the disguised gluten. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, yeah, why not? No, because no, oh gosh, no. no, oh gosh, no, oh, okay, never mind. All right, all right cool, cool, okay. <laughs> hey guys, uh, my name is Armando. I'm the, I'm gonna say I'm the media manager. That's what I, that's normally how I like start conversations on Instagram. Nice. I'm the media manager nice. for Fountain City Sports Media. That's canon now, guys. Armando is media manager of Fountain City Sports Media. Do not use this in the courtroom someday where it's like, Armando, uh, is it Reese, did you ever say Armando was media manager? I mean, I said no such thing. You'll say, <laughs> your honor, check the receipts. Even Yeah, even though now it's on Spotify, Stitcher, all the apps. Yeah. All right, my name is Armando. I'm the media manager of Fountain City Sports Media. A pod, we, oh no, we are a podcast. What What are we, Reese? We're a podcast celebrating the unity of sports and craft beer. Oh, God. <laughs> you and I think very different differently when we're formulating emails to get people on the you, podcast. Th- their poor actual media manager is going to read this and be like, it feels like the guys got like two different people writing this. <laughs> and also, it's really hard to write this email and like also participate in this podcast in like a, a formulative way. You're doing great. We were that covers Kansas City sports and craft beer. Recently, we've recently we've had on brewers from Weldworks, mm-hmm. Casey Beer Co. 
Mm-hmm. And Surveyus. You know, we could probably just call Skip and have Skip make a phone call oh, for free us. Oh, state, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and I actually, <laughs> I actually, I don't know him, but I, I've met on multiple occasions someone from Holidayly. I just don't remember, like, what their name was or, <laughs> so that's not great. <laughs> I'll, I'll quit being the peanut gallery and actually contribute. You oh, I'm almost there. The uh, recently, we've oh, had on me. Brewers from Wellworks, Casey Beer, Free State, and Surveyus in Shawnee kansas okay my my co-host and i recently had your delicious beer mm-hmm. and would love to have one of your brewers on to talk about the 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 ski- oh jeez how do we even word this to talk about <laughs> the brewing methods you use to make such high quality tasting <laughs> beer we actually might lose our like our current jobs because of how bad we are thinking oh, of geez. this on the fly and trying to formulate this email <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a glorified Mad Lib. This is like a three-legged race. This is like us trying to like do our like senior th- synthesis essays in high school. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did mine on barbershop music because middle school Reese wanted oh me gosh. to beat him up in the future. <laughs> Poor Reese. Barbershop, <laughs> the music of the future and the coolest? You did not say music of the future was barbershop, did you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> my co-host and I recently had your delicious beer and would love to have one of your beers on the podcast uh, to discuss how to just discuss your brewery you can mention the fact that my co-host's wife has celiac so your high quality beverage has given her the opportunity to experience craft beer that's actually really nice my co-host's wife has celiac and your brewery has has what did you say has allowed her to discover the magic of craft beer yeah has allowed her to experience the magic of craft beer even though i feel like this is i feel like i'm spinning a web like when you see those little tiktoks about you know like the the 18 month old baby who gets glasses and can look at its mom for the first time and loses its mind yeah now we just sound like like stupid fanboys that just made a podcast last week we're not we're not no no this is serious we're about craft beer (laughs) i mean the worst they can say is nothing right they don't even respond to it but honestly ladies and gentlemen we actually do get a lot of responses from people because they like end up looking at the podcast and like oh this isn't just like a fake website trying to take our money for you know the trip that they just made to africa and lost all their money well anything i've learned from memes while scrolling through other dank memes is that the worst thing that can happen in this instance is that they will take a screenshot of it Post it on their page and caption it with "ew." <laughs> All right, I'll just finish it off. Let us know if you're interested, and we will go from there. Best wishes, Armando from Fountain City Sports Media. But you have All to right, put ladies media and gentlemen, under your name. We're in. 
I also just got a text from my brother saying Katie's never going to do that again, which means he probably made like the winning shot. I don't know. Katie's pretty good, dude. Yeah, that we'll have to say that for another jumbo podcast. All right. This dude on Twitter told me KD's the goat, and he said he wasn't KD. It was the the blim bleeper. Yes, it was the uh, <laughs> the corpulent reaper. <laughs> Jeez, KD had forty five points, fifteen rebounds, ten assists. Wild. Uh, but we shouldn't be surprised. Okay, the email has been sent, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. We're just going to give you like the whole inside scoop of how this all works. We'll see if they message us back. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. We'll see what happens. Just like the Kansas City Chiefs saw what happened in the experiment with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Look at that Bell. transition. Blam, blam, blam. Seamless. Just like Le'Veon Bell in this instance, I'm not pulling any punches. Ladies and gentlemen, in this super stonked up, hardcore, uncut, Fountain City Sports Media Podcast. We're going to be talking about three different things tonight. We're going to be talking Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to be talking Kansas City Royals. We're going to be talking Sporting Kansas City because all three have been relevant in the last two weeks. And without further ado, we're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs and Le'Veon Bell. So, in what started as an unrelated tweet about some guy dropping $700 on a McDonald's tab, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell randomly chimes in and says, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. <laughs> Wait, I'd that's not how first. it happened. <laughs> that's how it happened. Because, did, well, 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 didn't someone like put in the in the comments like, hey, would you ever come back to Kansas City? And then and then he said that? Or did he literally just say, I'm never playing for Andy again? From the screenshot <laughs> I saw, he just like posted this. He just dropped it. It's like when you're trying to tell your your uh, your wife something, and then she like brings something up super unrelated, and you're like, "Yeah, I forgot to clean up after well, eating like, breakfast." That's so funny. after that, after that, Le'Veon Bell doubles down and says, "I'll sign somewhere when I'm ready. Ain't no more finessing me with lies and stuff just to get me to sign with the team. No more rush decisions on my end. Period." Now our Patron Twitter Saint Tyron Matthew then chimes in and says, These fellows will blame everybody for their lack of success. That's how I know I'm built different. Yes, now, my boy. Le'Veon Bell, not knowing when to stop chiming, says, For those who have a personal problem with me because of what I said, that's fine. You have your right. Just understand, I also have my right for how I feel about my personal problem with dudes because of what he said to me. Armando, <laughs> what is Le'Veon Bell's gripe? <laughs> All right, well, here's here's my gripe with Le'Veon Bell. If this was Bill Belichick, fine, right? Everyone would be like, of course, you know, Le'Veon Bell is in the right. And Hugh Reed has no bad bone in him. Le'Veon Bell may be the first person in Kansas City Chiefs history or like Philadelphia Eagles history of having a gripe with Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid is, is, from what we know in the media, from what we know from players, firsthand accounts, I mean, he is the nicest guy. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is maybe Andy told him that he was going to share snaps with CEH. Um, maybe he was going to surpass CEH, but 
come on, dude. Come on. Did you really think that something like that was going to happen? But at the same time, Andy's normally very upfront about what expectations he's going to have for a certain person. Like he says it in like press conferences. He doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat anything, which is awesome about Andy Reid. And that's why we love him. But I that that's the only thing I can think of is maybe when he signed Le'Veon Bell, he said, Le'Veon, you're going to be the cowbell. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, first off, I have to go back and say, Dear Armando, circa September 2020, I apologize. You were right. We should have never signed Le'Veon Bell in the first place. Oh, yeah. So, I forgot I said that. Yeah. yeah Oracle, I'm, Armando, I'm, Oracle of 21st Street. <laughs> it, it takes a real man to admit when he's wrong here. Oh, gosh. But no. I, what, what the reports originally came in was the fact that Le'Veon Bell even called Clyde Edwards-Alaire and said, hey, you don't mind me like stepping in. I'm not right. going to step on your toes. Right, yeah, I forgot about that. So I, the only gripe I think he can have is that he believed he was going to be like the third down back, you know, I don't know, like the, the passing down back, those kind of things. But what we saw happen at the end of the year is Clyde Edwards-Alaire was getting banged up and Daryl the Barrel Williams was getting more of the second running back reps. So the only thing that I can think of that it, excuse me, the only thing I can think of that Andy Reid said to Le'Veon Bell was something along the lines of, you have to earn your playing time, you know, and it seems that Le'Veon took that wrong. And unfortunately, I mean, that's all I can believe because at this point, Le'Veon Bell made such a big fuss about his time at Pittsburgh. He went to the New York Jets. He didn't do anything for two years of the Jets. He like sat out and did like nothing. Right. So is it possible that Le'Veon Bell is a bit of a diva? I mean, that's definitely not a new revelation. <laughs> is it, it kind of was to me. I've been giving you the benefit no, of the doubt this whole time. No, I mean, it definitely in in New York. Like, he was definitely the problem. In Pittsburgh, he's definitely the problem as well. I mean, Mike Tomlin, another, another just like, just super you know, likable guy in the locker room. I know people don't like Mike Tomlin outside the locker room, but like he doesn't put up with anything, right? Like like when when Juju Smith Schuster had his bout with him, he's like, you know, we're gonna address this right on Antonio Brown. You know, that was not Mike Tomlin's fault either. Le'Veon Bell was not Mike Tomlin's fault. It, it's always been Le- Le'Veon Bell, but but the thing that was different during the year is that Le'Veon had a great relationship with Andy, and then all of a sudden he doesn't have a good relationship with Andy. So I think it just had to do with you know him not being the cowbell, but also you know going back to you saying you have to earn your spot. Le'Veon had a lot of opportunities to show that. Weren't there a few games where he was actually going 50-50 with Ch? And he wasn't he, he wasn't the Le'Veon of old of young and not that he's even that old, but he didn't show the explosiveness that we needed and he had the opportunity to do so. And he didn't. I'm sorry. Daryl Williams. What, or Sorry. Yeah. Daryl, yes. not Damien. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Daryl Williams played very well. I mean, in, in the playoffs that we saw him play, he actually overperformed what I thought he was going to do. So that was great on Andy Reid. Kansas City Chiefs fans know that. Kansas City players know that. Obviously, people in the locker room had something with Le- Le'Veon Bell because Honey Badger was was quick to respond on Twitter. He was quick. So, yeah. Sorry, Le'Veon Bell. Not breaking news for anyone except for Reese. You're a diva. I don't even know. Where, where is Le'Veon Bell right now? Is he just chilling in Miami? He's not on a team, right? <laughs> Unsigned free agent right now. I'm sorry, but if you are the Le'Veon Bell that you think you are, if you think you can be, you know, this second, this third down back, why aren't you on a team? There's a ton of teams right now that can use a running back. Where are you, dude? Where are you? 
I mean, if I had to guess, last year I even made the point that our offensive line was so bad that even Le'Veon Bell couldn't dance around enough to find a lane to open up because there were no lanes to open up. Darrell Williams, on the other hand, we commented many times, he was just like, all right, put my head down, run forward, and plow through some dudes. We ultimately need that style of running back last year right. with the offensive line we had. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of to to veer off topic a little bit, but not too much, ladies and gentlemen, remember the name Jared McKinnon. He is going to be unbelievable if he is healthy for the Kansas City Chiefs. No one's really talking about it, but I'm going to put on this podcast before Arrowhead Pride does or like Locked On Chiefs do. Jared McKinnon is the real freaking deal. And I know it because he was on my fantasy teams for like three years and I was like, this dude is legit. I actually picked him in like the second round um, in one of my fantasy drafts and like he went before David Johnson. He went before, you know, some people that I are really, really good. Unfortunately, he's had a ton of injuries, but if he if he stays healthy, remember the name. That's all I have to say. Uh, speaking of McKinnon's, I, I owe a shout out to my boy McKinnon from Boulevard. That guy is a uh, he's a true listener of the podcast. True friend. True great worker, and he is a, uh, a true beast mode man. And now so. that we're on McKinnon, shout out to Kate McKinnon on SNL. She does great every every week. She gives it. I think we could have McKinnon live stream. Get get my McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, and, uh, and J- J- Jared McKinnon, McKinnon on here. Jared McKinnon on here. That would Let's be happen. That would be unprecedented. Absolutely, absolutely. What would they well, even talk about anyway? Backs, keep going. Speaking of running backs and poor offensive line play, uh, we obviously retooled the offensive line in the offseason, but unfortunately, we have one small setback here. Right guard Kyle Long suffered what is believed to be a fractured kneecap and will subsequently be out until at least the beginning of the season. Now, the talk going into this was that he would be our starting right guard and would be a solid backup right tackle if needs be, but First things first, who steps in as starting right guard for Kyle Long? Dude, we talked about this on the draft podcast. Well, not not the live draft one, but the, the aftermath dra- one. We said Trey Smith was going to be the steal of the draft. Yes, and Reese, I am hearing some unbelievable buzz that Trey Smith is making his way up to be the starting right guard. What do you think? I agree. I think it's going to be Trey Smith. Minus the blood clots, which for all intents and purposes seems to be under control at this point. There, He was the number one high school recruit in the nation. Would have been an absolute lottery pick in this draft if not for that blood clot issue scaring people off. I have made this bold statement that I think he will be the biggest Chiefs steal in the draft of the last 10 years and is going to be very akin to when we got Tyreek Hill in the sixth round. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, I think mean, he's going to be that big of an impact. And Reese, if he stays healthy his entire career, it's going to be even. I, I'm going to go farther and say it's going to be even more of an impact to have Dang. him there over Tyreek Hill. I mean, we're hearing from the coaches that we're hearing little blurbs here and there through um, through media days that what they're seeing from him, the talent talent wise, they're saying he is the most talented offensive lineman right now on the roster. Like we're, like like people are saying he is more talented than Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney. 
that's wow. what I'm that's what I'm hearing and and I'm no you know media mogul I'm 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 hearing this from just like easy easy research so stay tuned on Trey dude if Trey Smith pans out goodness I mean and and I'm sure we're gonna talk about our, our other young guys but Trey Smith Tooney Orlando Brown for the next you know even even five years can be historic can be historic my goodness well, well the other big parallel i want to draw here is the fact that in terms of potential performance only that's where the buck stopped comparison wise it was the same thing when cream hunt made his debut he was third on the depth chart after being a third round draft pick at running back boom number one run down boom number two went down we're down Chuck Kendrick West and Spencer where suddenly he has to step up he has that monster debut against the, the New England Patriots and dude the rest is history the guy still slays now he has off the field issues we're not going to care about that but this situation in terms of having to step up to start having their hand forced feels very similar in Smith's situation as it does in Hunt's situation. Yeah, I mean, the the amount of buzz that we're hearing from Trey Smith is the amount of buzz that we heard from Kareem Hunt in training camp. Um, the the people that run training camp for, I mean, I'm going to shout out the other podcast as well, Arrowhead Pride, um, people at at, um, at at all the radio stations, they do a really good job letting us know what's going down there. And when we hear buzz about someone, it's... 95% going to become true. So what we heard in training camp when they said Kareem Hunt is the real freaking deal, Trey Smith is the real freaking deal. I mean, for for one of the coaches to say, I forgot uh, another, he's a last name, his last name is Smith as well. He's a former Chiefs offensive lineman who's been working at, on training camp as well. I can't remember his first name, I'm sorry. But he's the one that said he, he looks like the most talented offensive lineman on the roster. You hate to see it. If you're the other teams, ha, 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 call an ambulance, gotcha. but not for me. Blah, 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 barbershop Reese. Dude, Barbershop Reese is canon, as is everything on this podcast. <laughs> now, my next question for you is, will Kyle Long win his starting spot back at some point this season? You know, I, that that's a really good question, and, and of course there has to be a lot of caveat there, right? Is Kyle Long going to be ready for the beginning of the year? Is he going to have to have surgery? I mean, there's there's people that were saying that he might have to have surgery on that kneecap. If he does, he's going to be out way longer than week one. I'm sorry. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. So best case scenario is that he doesn't have to have surgery. Um, he's back week one. But I don't know. With all the buzz that's happening, he Trey Smith is going to get so many reps from now to week one. I think they keep him in there. And Kyle Long becomes this rotational player. And honestly, I don't think Kyle Long was ever meant to be this starting one, you know, week one through week 18. I think he was always meant to be this solid rotational player that we can always fall back on. Um, because the, the, the depth that we have right now is a luxury that we We've never had right even our our third string offensive linemen are still better than our first string offensive linemen from from 2020 so i i don't know if he's going to win the spot back i think he's just going to be that luxury rotational player and that's not a knock on kyle long i think we're just so stacked now that we have that luxury now if trey smith if, if, if his health 
um, you know, God forbid it, it depletes or something does happen where he gets fatigued because of his health, then yeah, Kyle Long's going to go back to that spot. But even without Kyle Long, right? Remmers, he's not bad, right? And and who else, who else is over there? Um, LDT. LDT. Lucas Niang is a tackle, so he won't be there. But I mean, look at that. Mm-hmm. LDT. Long, Remmers, those are those are three people behind Trey Smith. So again, a lot of luxury. I think it's fine to have him as a rotational player. And it might be good to have him as a rotational player because he has a lot of, of, of miles on that kneecap, right? So do we want him to be the starter and just rack up those miles even more? Going into the playoffs, he might be super washed. So what if Andy says, let's keep this guy healthy, let's put him in you know, here and then, but... Let's take our time. What do you think, Reese? Well, I think injuries and longevity were always going to be a question in regards to Kyle Long and if he'd be starting for us. I think this kneecap injury kind of just answers the question for us all in regards to if he does come back from this injury, let's say he doesn't need surgery, he's back at the beginning of the year. I think now it's like, you know what, he is a luxury swing piece or he's a luxury sub to have in that position. I think Smith is going to play. Is he going to be a ball-out, otherworldly right guard his freshman freshman year, his rookie year? You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't put money on that, but I think he is all the potential to be incredible as a rookie at that position. So I think we're going to probably see Long be the backup in that, maybe LDT. But the biggest question I have coming off of this is, what is our starting offensive line going to look like as a whole now? Yeah, so this is, this is the big question because talent-wise – to me, it's pretty easy to to pick who is going to be on that starting line, but that has a ton of question marks within that talent. So let's let's talk there real quick. We got Orlando Brown on the left tackle, right? Then we have Tooney, left guard. Creed Humphrey looks like mm-hmm. he's going to be the uh, the uh, center from what we're hearing, Absolutely. right? Austin yep. Ryder, we're not hearing a lot of buzz. We're hearing Creed Humphrey is getting those first. Uh, uh, those first string reps right now and it doesn't look like he's not going to get him so I think we can legitimately say Creed Humphrey is going to be our our week one center which is wonderful that's that's amazing yep. so with with that on the roster now that now now it starts to get confusing because if we put Trey Smith then we got two rookies next to each other backing up Patrick Mahomes now granted they, they are all talented people but but is Andy Reid after what we saw in 2020 is he going to put two rookies together and then going even further and I'll let you go Reese is Lucas Niang then going to be our uh left tackle or sorry right tackle because if he's our right tackle we got three rookies starting even though Lucas Niang looks like the most talented tackle that we might have in that position those are the most talented roster uh, spots right now those are the most talented on that offensive line but do you, Andy Reid's not going to put three rookies in after all the things that we've done to revamp this offensive line well let me, let me answer that question for you I think what ultimately is going to happen I, I like your one through three I think Trey Smith is going to be a starting right guard I think our starting right tackle this year is actually going to be Mike Remmers, at least for the first four to six games of the season. Reason being, we saw last year, lining up as a right tackle, yeah, he's a league average competent right tackle. Sure. When we move him over to left tackle, 
that's when the wheels absolutely fall off. So what happens if Orlando Brown goes down? Do you swing Mike Remmers over to left tackle and pray again? Or do you have Lucas Niang sitting back in the wing on the bench to sub in at right tackle or sub in at left tackle if needs be? I think the answer is you have Lucas Niang as that luxury stopgap to plug in at left tackle, knocking on wood should anything happen to Orlando Brown. But also we know we can easily step up and play right tackle should Mike Remmers go down. Yeah, I, I definitely like your assessment there. And I would actually go further. What realistically might happen is maybe L LDT comes in for Trey Smith and it's actually LDT Remmers on that on that right side just for experience sake, right? Just to get us on the right foot because the, the first... I, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but those first five weeks I remember are really hard, right? It was like Ravens yep. in there, uh, Chargers, and I forgot who else was in there. But it, it was a very difficult first five weeks. And to put some inexperienced dudes, albeit talented, um, that could really screw things up. And if I'm Patrick Mahomes, I'm looking at Brett Veach like, dude. Actually, no, I'm not looking at Brett Veach because Brett Veach did a lot. Thank you, Brett Veach. But maybe I'm looking at Andy Heck and maybe I'm looking at Andy Reid like, guys, why did why did we try to juggle this right now? I mean, we're, you know. So I think a safe bet, you're right, is going to be Remmers, and I would go even further, L L LDT to start week one. Why did we try juggling all this? Because we're juggalos. Juggalos for life. <laughs> I don't know if you're referencing that one movie, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. No. That's a, no, I'm referencing It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Dude, I, I I told you I, I haven't seen it. Gosh, dang it! Okay, next time a uh, Casey kid no messers on here, I'm gonna have him just like berate you for not watching. Oh always gosh, I was I was just at this guy's house that I was staying with in in Los Angeles, and he's seen every movie under the sun, and he's a huge guy. Right, it is this week in craft beer. Now it's been a couple weeks, so we got to make sure that this is you know full of all the high quality flavor and content oh, that it, people it, expect it, it, from it. It will, it will, ladies and gentlemen. You wait. Oh, it's it's gonna be fantastic. Armando can't stop uh, talking about this awesome beer he's gonna review. But before that, as you all know, we always talk about you know what's going on in craft beer in the past week and this week's story i find very interesting because it is no secret that hazy ipas new england ipas all that stuff are kind of taken over not just ipas but the whole industry and looking into it it's really interesting to see how that's affecting the pacific northwest which grows 40 percent of the world's hops just in that region now beer and brewing put out an infographic that tracks the top hops being brewed in the Pacific Northwest, Northwest, that's hard to say, and how it has changed from 2014 until now. Now, this is really interesting for me personally since I moved down into Kansas City in 2015. So this is kind of like saying, Reese, since you've been in Kansas City, this is how the direction of hops in the Pacific Northwest have changed. So Armando, knowing what you know about what hops are grown in the United States, Pacific Northwest, and what hops are popular right now, 
What kind of, do you want to just like spitball some hops that you think will have gone up over the last six, seven years? Or do you want to try and guess what the number one hop that's shot up has been? Um, I, yeah, I think I can guess it. So the most popular hops I'm just spitballing here are going to be Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic. Um, and then there's some new hops that are really making wave that probably won't make the list, maybe on the bottom, like Lotus, Strata. Um, and there's some even more, <laughs> even newer hops that were made like yesterday that are even crazier. But I would say the most popular hop in the last seven years is going to be Citra. And if I'm wrong, it's Mosaic. Dude, good for you. You actually just got number one and number two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, the Oracle. The Oracle speaks and we all I mean, listen. Yeah. I, I, I like worked at a brewery that just like owned thousands and thousands of Citra and, and Mosaic. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, great job. Uh, Citra, which was basically an Mosaic, even more so an unknown hop variety close to 2014, 2015, has now shot up to the number one and number two highest acres of hop growing in the pacific northwest wow uh now this is a really interesting topic here they also mentioned that in 2014 the top 10 hops in the pacific northwest accounted for about uh, just over 27,000 acres in 2020 the top 10 hops in the pacific northwest account for almost 42,000 acres good That's lord just under two times just under good two times lord now okay so in answering that question to me, I want to throw the reverse question to you. Uh -oh. Can you guess three of the hops that have taken the biggest dip from the Pacific Northwest in that Ooh. same time frame? I'm going to say Cascade. Um, man, what's the other one? Uh, there's another hop. There's a very American hop that people don't really brew with anymore, but it's like a standard hop shoot. Uh you know, I really can't think of it, but I know I'd, I it's on the tip of my tongue. There's, there, there's another hop that was used all the time uh, that people just don't use anymore because there's just so many different hop flavors. But there was a standard hop. But yeah, I'm going to say Cascade's probably one of them. Well, I'll give you credit for that one. That That is number one. Cascade, interestingly enough, almost hits the zenith of this graph circa 2017. That was almost the most popular hop in the Pacific Northwest over the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah, because Cascade However, you can use in anything. You can use in Pilsner, Lager, you can use in an IPA. Keep going. But after that, it's dropped near the bottom of this infographic just between 2017 and 2020, which I find very interesting. Now, some other ones that have really taken a hit. I mean, you got to think a lot of these old school Northwest hops Centennial really yeah that's the one that's Centennial yeah because Centennial's used in um I think it's used in Sierra Nevada um and maybe right a, on that yeah and another one and that was like you know the the people that are the best brewers are the ones that can imitate so people were using Centennial when Sierra was but then all these new hops came out and they're like they just ditched it anyway yeah that's the one I wanted to say yep we're talking uh by and large Centennial uh, Cascade and Chinook oh, have actually yep. all really dipped. Chinook being that really super piney hop, you know, that yeah. really resiny one that people think of. But yeah, I thought it was a really interesting infograph. I, I love looking at this kind of stuff. I'm a big numbers guy, even though I'm not good with them. 
<laughs> Wait, I should uh, be, be become a brewer now. I got almost all the hop profiles, man. And yeah, stay. I mean, uh, audience, stay tuned. If you guys see any Strata, Lotus, um, I forget what the other one. There's a new one called Fan- Phantasma or Phantasm is a new one that I've heard of recently, like in the last couple of weeks. That's been getting a lot of buzz. So if you see any IPAs with those names on them, grab them because they're actually supposed to be super dank and a ton of grapefruit flavors. I mean, really good stuff. Awesome. Well, we've talked about hops enough. Why don't we put this talk of practice? Why don't we talk? <laughs> why don't we put this talk of theory into practice? So, Armando, what beer will you be reviewing for us today? Today, I am reviewing L.A. Beauty from the Monkish Brewing Company in Torrance, California. And for those of you that don't know who Monkish is, Monkish is basically the Mecca brewery in the West Coast, specifically in, in California and LA. Um, Monkish always comes up with some great stuff. If, if you're on the secondary market and you guys are looking, the can that I have right now is $40 a can. Wow. Like like if Monkish. I were to ship this to someone, I'm making a lot of money on the secondary market. So um, So this is a triple hazy it's 10.5 and it's made with galaxy citra idaho gem which i don't know i'm I'm assuming it's close to idaho 5 which we've seen in some beers just it's a super dank hop and then my favorite nelson oh yeah baby love that nelson well for those of you who are unfamiliar first-time listeners we judge beers by five categories here on fountain city sports media we have appearance aroma flavor mouthfeel and aftertaste so first things first armando crack that bad boy open pour yeah. it into a glass and tell us what you see and what while i do that I'll, I'll explain kind of the scene in la as well so i was staying in a very like up and coming neighborhood in lincoln heights which you know it's it's just super uh, almost gentrified but not gentrified um wait is that what i want to say yeah gentrified right that's when like you go into a town and make it better valued yeah basically yeah so so this place like even in the city that i in lincoln heights they had a bottle shop there and the selection was amazing they had weldworks there and weldworks doesn't even distribute i was like how did you guys get weldworks out here like i'm pretty sure you're not allowed to sell this but i didn't say that but anyway they had like the latest weldworks stuff which was insane anyway they had every beer you can think of and they didn't have monkish and i was so excited when i got to la i was like how do i get monkish they're like no you got to drive down there they don't distribute or anything they don't even even in the city that they're in in torrance they don't give it to any like liquor store in torrance you have to go to the brewery and get it so i'm like all right i'm going to torrance and for those of you who don't know who where torrance is it's um a, a good la hour south where compton is it's very very close to compton so i hustled and bustled through the la traffic and monk is just the incredibly small brewery i mean it's in like a strip mall like like this is one and again one of the best breweries in america i just saw craft brewery uh beer and brewing the the site that you were looking at right now um mm-hmm. it, it rated their hazy ipa like the seventh best in america and Anyway, it's just it's just like in this like random place, which is which is how you know it's going to be great. Um, so anyway, really excited to try it. 
And just while you're pouring that in your glass, I got to amend myself here. Uh, because it's been two weeks, I'm wrong. The first thing review is aroma. Please excuse me. Aroma. What did you say? I don't even remember. I said appearance. Oh. All right. Well, aroma it is, mister. Yeah, aroma on this. I'm getting a lot of grapefruit. Um, a little bit sour, which I... Uh, spoiler alert, I've actually already have had this beer, but I mean, you've you've had the Boulevard beers you've tried <laughs> before. Oh, of you've, course. So, yeah. Anyway, so I, I know I'm not going to get that on the taste, but for right now, I'm getting actually a lot of grapefruit. Also very sweet, almost like vanilla sugar on the tongue, on the, sorry, not on the tongue, on the nose. Yeah, I, I think those are the two predominant smells that I'm getting. It smells great, um, but not anything crazy. Um, and even when I had it right like after the first day, it was pretty similar. So it's not just that you know it's been sitting for a little while. Um, how about uh, 8.3? 8.3. Okay, 8.3 on Roma is a good start. Good start. All right, now number two on the list, properly, appearance. What okay. is the appearance of this beer? <laughs> Color, clarity, all that jazz. All right, I don't know if you can see it from there, but this is a chunky monkey. Ooh, that is pretty <laughs> viscous. <laughs> you can't see a thing. This is so thick. Oh my gosh, I might have to shake it within the glass. For those of you that get triple IPAs or even like a really heavy double IPA, make sure that you shake the can just, just slightly. Not enough that it's going to explode the carb, but that you really just get the flavors in there. I mean, my goodness, this looks like, like it's like those... Uh, uh, orange juices that are just filled with pulp it's a really dark gold um yeah man this is this is super junky which i i love man i love triple ipas and i love that it's going to be super chunky a 9.5 9.5 for the chunky boy man armando is that ipa made from john cena because i can't see you hey you know i don't watch wrestling but i do get that reference i do get that reference Everyone gets John Cena references. I actually right, just watched Nacho Libre, too. That was fun. You know, I've never actually watched Nacho Libre. Dude, it's so good. I mean, it's definitely dated in the sense that I don't think you can make fun of, like, Hispanic culture and not be Hispanic. Like, just, just like what Jack Black does. I just don't think it would ever fly anymore. But as a Mexican, it's, it's hilarious. It, it's super funny. <laughs> right on, right on. So that film was the flavor of the week for Armando. Armando, what is the flavor of this beer to Armando? All right, my favorite. I'm actually going to pour a little bit to get that carb going again. The carb kind of dissipated on the appearance, just I didn't talk about the carb. Um, but yeah, it, 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 the head dissipated a little bit, but it looks good to me. All right, here we go. And I will preface this that I just had a really juicy IPA, so I'm hoping that that doesn't interrupt the flavor that I get from LA Beauty. Um, very similar hop structure though, except for the Nelson and the Idaho gem, but the juicy bits is predominantly Galaxy Citroen Mosaic. Okay. Oh, and El Dorado. I forgot about El Dorado. El Dorado's right. good. <clears throat> so good. So what I love about triple IPAs is that you would think because um, triple means that it's it's triple the amount of ingredients, so it doesn't necessarily mean it's triple the amount of alcohol, right? It just means that if you're putting three hops in, which is just a hypothetical, you don't put three hops into a, a batch, but you put three hops in, then, then nine hops is in that triple. Um, 
So you would think that it'd be more dank, but it is, triples are just so much more smooth than any other beer that I, it's incredibly smooth. This is incredibly juicy. It's like, it's like taking an orange and you're just biting into that orange without any of the like sourness and like just, you know, squintiness of that orange. It's just, it's just like what you see from a cartoon and I'm not high ladies and gentlemen like I didn't bring any weed back with me from LA. <laughs> well, I live Colorado. in Colorado. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, I'll just preface this. I'm not high, but but just think of like when you're uh, when you're watching Lion King and he takes the orange. I forgot who it is. It's uh <laughs> Rafiki. Yeah, Rafiki takes the orange and and it's just so juicy when he bites into it. And when you're a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, that that has to be the most tasteful orange you can taste. That's what I'm tasting right now on this triple IPA. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm keeping all this in. Um, my goodness, that is that is juicy. You do get some dankness, but it really is not predominant. It is that mixture of that sweet and juiciness of like an orange juice, which again, it, it's amazing. And that I, I credit to the Nelson. The Nelson, almost every beer that I have that's Nelson is just incredibly smooth and has a wonderful sweet taste, which I love. Um, what else to it? Let me get a second taste. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you, I mean, you do get some dank, and I'm assuming that's from the Idaho gem. Ooh, ooh, even some minty, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, anyway, wonderful, love it. 10, just str- solid 10. Yep, Whoa. I'm going there. This is monkish. We're not messing around. I'm paying respects to the founding, fo- not a founding father, but to an innovator, an innovator monkish. 10. Okay. I love it. I love it. In that case, the flavor was kind to your mouth, but how was the feel to your mouth? Mouth feel, category oh, five. Incredibly heavy. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, look, I just went to the gym again after taking the, a week off on the gym while I was singing. Because sometimes when you sing, you might get a little tense, and I'm like, you know, I got to make sure that I'm I'm staying open there. So I, I, I went back to the gym, and boy, it was it was heavy. And the way that I feel on that tongue, man, it's like I'm back at the Vasa gym and I'm back doing some curls on that tongue because that is a heavy, heavy mouthfeel. Again, nice. going back to my Lion King reference, just a juicy orange in your mouth. <laughs> Which is even an orange. Is it an orange? Are oranges native to sub-Saharan Africa? Are they just native to <laughs> sub-Kentucky? What does he bite? I don't even know what he bites then. I always assumed it was like a mango or a passion fruit oh, or something like that. Or I always papaya. thought it was an orange. Okay, well, think I of mean, like James and the orange. James and the Giant Peach. Like, just think of like how heavy that you know when you eat into that. <laughs> okay, I buy the James and the Giant Peach reference. I absolutely do. Uh, okay, right, super give heavy. I love it. It's wonderful. Uh, Nine point seven. Oh yeah, this is a good. Swinging, beer. swinging with the monkish. All right, in that case aftertaste do you like the flavor going down how's the residual post nasal essences coming back up yeah so one thing that i get on the aftertaste that i didn't get on flavor um is that mintiness and i'm gonna assume that the mintiness is from the idaho gem that's why i kind of stopped myself uh when i had first talked about it so i love the mintiness it's almost like you're you know having a um uh what's that one gum gum five? Oh, how it feels to chew five gum <laughs> Yes, thank you, Mr. ASMR. Yeah, fine. You're welcome. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like having like winter green from five. You kind of feel, and it's very refreshing. All the while still having that sweetness that you get on the taste, which I really like. Uh, boy, man, this is a great beer. 9.4. 9.4. I love it. In that case, reintroducing everyone's favorite bonus category in our beer reviews, Big Stonks Drinkability Quotient. What is the BDQ on this bad boy? You know, the fact, and I'm just going to do BDQ connected to the brewery. The fact you got to go all the way down to Torrance, California from LA, you got to do the LA traffic. LAX is pretty close by as well, so you got to get that LAX traffic. Then you got this very just rando brewery in this very rando part of town in Torrance, California, and then you end up having some of the best beers that you've ever had in your entire life. Dude, this is this may be the best triple IPA I've ever had. Granted, I haven't had a ton of triples, but um, I think this is going to chalk up as the best triple, if not one of the best hazy IPAs I've ever had. I can't say it's the best, um, but I am willing to say it's in the top five, actually. So BDQ 9.9. Okay, 9.9 BDQ. You had a lot of nines in this category. So it sounds like to me this is a very high quality beer, nearing the best in its class, but maybe not necessarily best in show enough to make it on top of Mount Crushmore. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. I would need you to have some, and I'm sorry that I didn't buy any for ha- to have you try it. I was just kind of worried about transporting from the airport. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that can be a little tricky, um, so I didn't buy any extra ones. Well, actually, I guess I smuggled this one in, but yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to get too many. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would need you to try it or try a beer from Monkish before we had the conversation of um, Mount Crushmore, because the beers that we've had on Mount Crushmore are all beers that we've had together, right? So Good point. Um, so not that this beer will not be on Mount Crushmore one day or a monkish beer won't be, but I think I need a consensus. If I were to be the sole judge of Mount Crushmore, I think I'd put it on there. Ooh, interesting. I think, I, I think I'd that, put it on there. Well, we need a two-party verification system, much like presidents <laughs> and nuclear codes. If we want to put a president on top of Mount Crushmore, we got to have a two-party verification system. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, look if this. Mount Crushmore is going to be a thing, if this is going to be like a t-shirt, a website, there definitely has to be a... T- oh, sorry. <laughs> don't be spoiling stuff. <laughs> Yeah, if it, we don't if, want it's gonna amount, this. if it's going to be amount to anything, then yes, there has to be a second opinion because it, it could be real. But yes, uh, this is Mount Crushmore contentionable. Contentionable. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Armando. Talking about hops, so perfectly followed by you describing the hops. Fantastic beer review as always, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Good to have a beer with you again, man. It's been a while. Oh, likewise. Likewise. We can hang on to three of those things. We just cannot hang on to uncut. Unfortunately, this podcast is so content dense. We're going to give you this drop on Thursday. We're going to give you the rest of the podcast on Friday. Double dipping, double your fun with Armando and Reese. This podcast is done.
Nice. <laughs> but tune in I, tomorrow. I, I, for I have part nothing two. else to say. That was that was great. We'll see you tomorrow on Fountain City Sports Media.